Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode of the Story of Today's Critical Podcast. So um, today I'm joined by two people very well known at Story of Dice and in the grades. So we're going to do a, a grade show today. I mean, it's probably good to talk about the grades. It's been dwindling for a while and um, these two have certainly been around for a long time. So I think it's good to raise the profile and, and speak about our time in the grades at Story of Dice and what these guys have done in the grades in their whole careers and what they've done at Story of Dice. So joined by Robin Taylor and Mark Lamley. So first of all, how, how are you guys doing? I mean, we're back to a bit of normality now. Yeah, good. Um, been keeping keeping fit during the lockdown. Um, getting out running most days. Gym stuff most days as well. Um, glad to see my Stony Wood Dice hoodie still fits me, which is a, a bonus. Um, just as well I got the triple XL size last time. <laughs> but uh, no. Slammer, been keeping busy with Lucy and Jack. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, it's been from I've been quite lucky. Both me and Louise still have been going to work on that, so we've been we have been quite lucky. So Jack's been stepping in and doing a wee bit of childcare, but. Um, no, it's it's good. It's um, enjoying the time off, so it's all good. Yeah. Nice to get back back to a bit of cricket as well now. So it's yeah, good. it's been good to get cricket. Obviously, if you haven't seen, just check palms and um, get back to cricket if you guys listen and want to. So anyway, today we're going to do four little bits. We're going to start with the Q&A and then go over and talk about grades over the years and what we've done in the grades of Stony with Dice in the last 10 years. And then we're going to end with, with these two grade stalwarts picking the best ever grades teams that they with and against that. I think it's going to include some some big names. So anyway, we'll start with the Q and A. So, Robin, who is the, your favourite opposition over the years, just general? Um. Oh dear, it was always nice playing at Crafty. Yeah. Um. There have there, there have actually been a, a lot of good oppositions over the years. There've been a lot of teams who have been a similar sort of standard. We always got a good game against whether it was, you know, sometimes they won, sometimes we won. Um, probably more often we won. But uh, you know, clubs like Meth, like clubs like Fraserburgh, Bankery, St Haven, um, you know, Inverurie, even to some, even Inverurie as well. Um, they were nice guys. Um, and sorry, some of the city clubs, Crescent, a bunch of good guys, and Corians Academy. Um, this is with Baka. I mean, Baka, I we find we had probably yeah. before the, the, the Stony Wood um, days. But you know, these teams when I started off, um, were all they were all fun to play against. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You couldn't possibly pick one for Crafty. Yeah, well, I suppose well, Crafty's gonna be the answer to one of my one of the questions that comes later. Perhaps given that yeah. away. Um, yeah, I think KP, I think Fraserburgh would be one of my favourite oppositions. I think they're a, a decent, decent bunch of, of lads that you got up there. You always get a, a good game with them with the Bowie brothers and, you know, Fraser Lawrence, a, a few of the other guys up there, not to mention them all, but, you know, they're a decent, decent bunch and, you, always, you, you know, they always made you friendly and it was always a, a good standard, whether you played them at home and away. Plus, they used to, you know, if you had the youngsters come into the team as well, they used to take it a bit easy where some of the teams would, you know, if you had youngsters coming in, they'd, they'd ball flat out and absolutely yeah. match friend. But they, they were always, you know, good at um, allowing youngsters to come in as well. So, no, Fraser would be my, um, you know, like Robin, Robin's mentioned, a lot of good teams there and a lot of friendly teams. Like, say, you know, 
um, in Verrory. I know we've had our spats <laughs> over the last couple of seasons, but you know, we've <laughs> A good bunch of lads and a really good team, really competitive. Um, you know, um, Crescent, and Currents, Queen's Cross, all, all good friendly teams. But my, yeah. my favourite is Raysbury. Yeah. So, um, have you got a favourite ground that you've played at over the years, Mark? Um, I think I'm probably going to steal Robbie's thunder here, but it's uh, it would have to be Crathy. Um, yeah. Right in the grounds of. Right in the grounds of Balmoral, um, an absolutely fantastic clubhouse with a thatch roof and, you know, the local butcher's pies at um, half-time, absolutely fantastic. I remember once playing a game there in June and, and getting snowed off um, with the weather, but uh, a lovely place to play cricket, even though the wicket used to vary in lengths. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I, like Mark said, I think that Cathy is the most... Certainly the loveliest place to play that I've played grades cricket. Um, mm -hmm. you, you know, you, you stand at one end of the ground and you get the hills in the background, you stand at the other end of the ground, you get Balmoral Castle in the background. And when the sun comes out, which is usually for about five minutes after we've called the game off because it's been snowing. Um, and if you're lucky, Queen Elizabeth is just, it, it just, just, just past the great What you have to do at Crafty Films is you have to bat for, sorry, you have to field first yeah so you can get the pies at half time <laughs> enjoy the pies at half time you can like a proper bowler there Robin well that's, that's, that's maybe just me because I usually bat number um, <laughs> 11 or 12 down there um, yeah so, yeah have you got uh, have you, uh, probably another really hard question but have you got any favorite teammate over the years Robin oh um <coughs> A lot of good teammates over the years. Um, the I'm, I'm going to say a few here. Um, I think Neil Wright is the one who's probably been a teammate for the longest. He was in the Queen's Cross team when I started 30 odd years ago. Um, he's a, yeah, a fantastic cricketer. Um, I really enjoyed playing with him. Ian Jemison, who was at Queen's Cross when I joined as well, and of course his sons Frank and Gavin have both um, been fun playing with them too. Um, brother he is not been fun playing with him. And they, at the Stonywood days, um, guys, you know, guys like Mark and Tariq uh, have been good guys to good guys to play with. Similar sort of vintage. To myself, not, not possibly yeah. a wee bit younger, but um, <laughs> similar sort of, you know, similar sort of age, similar sort of mentality. There to, you know, have a have a to enjoy the game, um, and uh, it's been it's actually been really good playing with some of the youngsters as well. You know, yeah. Real, maybe mention that a wee bit later on. Yeah, Mark, any favourite teammates over the years? Yeah, I think starting out initially, Ancorans, um a lot of good guys, well, a lot of good guys met throughout the grades, but um, I think mention would have to go to like Alan Forbes, um, Chris Forbes, John Reaper, Dave Cormack, um, Jerry O'Brien, um, probably missed a few there, but you know, a lot of good guys, Duncan Fail, really good cricketers uh, who turn up week in, week out for a game of cricket. Mm -hmm. and just, you know, they played cricket in the right way, played it hard, but you know, really, really enjoyed it and were good with, with other teams. But, um, you know, laterally, I think coming into Stonywood, I think, you know, I've really enjoyed playing with Robin, under Robin's leadership, and um, when Rory plays as well, and, you know, I'd like to be in Leask, 
as well. I think when Ian comes along, I think it's great that you know Ian's still playing at his age and still taking some tremendous slip catches. Um, like Ian Ridiculous. Did. Um, but you know, I think just the way Robin, I think looked after Stony within the grades and gave everybody a chance. Um, didn't bowl me enough, but um, <laughs> same, same. <laughs> great. That's what this comes for. We're just having to go to for not giving us the ball, Mark. What fun is it going along a game, having you guys taking five for one, <laughs> and then me and you batting and hit the first ball for six to win? We have no space in the honours board if me and Mark got a ball all the time. <laughs> anyway, that's cute. Have you got a funniest teammate over the years, Slammers? Apart from yourself, obviously, you're a little giggle. <laughs> yeah, I think I it would probably looking back um, would be Alan Forbes, um, the late Alan Forbes. You know, I learned so much from him as a as a cricketer. You know, a vast experience, but just his general chat, his banter um, was, was top notch. Um, yeah. Moving on, I always like playing with um, Michael Laujabba. Um, he's always got a, a few um, wits and funny ones, especially um, when he's in the changing rooms and. <laughs> <laughs> it's really big today, boys, eh? Um, and I think Alan McLean as well. Alan McLean, you know, Alan McLean's always a good guy to play with. And, you know, the fact he, he comes along with probably the, the, the world's oldest um, cricket bag in the world. He still has a, he still has a coffin. A coffin, yeah. He takes out of the change room. He's got his Punch and Judy show and all sorts that he puts up. But, uh, no, just a, a good set of guys. Alan, like I say, Jabba. And Alan McLean and really drew their wit and, and banter. Yeah, yourself, Robin. Yeah, well, from Queen's Cross days, probably the young. There was a a group of older guys and a group of young lads, the Jemisons, Kieran Finlay, Andrew Russell, um, and the, some of the stuff they used to come up with was just. It was. I suppose it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. Um, but some of it you just think, gee, was. <laughs> um, it was funny to listen to, and it was funny, and you were laughing sometimes at them rather than with them. <laughs> um, and at Stonywood, uh, the one that always gives me a laugh um, was Farhad. Yeah. Who <laughs> was, um, right now, down in Edinburgh, but they, the reasons for Farhad turning up at uh, 20 past one every week um, were, you know, I think there was, there was one day he turned up early because we told him the game was starting at 11. He turned up at 12, um, things like that. Um, but they, again, guys like, um, guys like, well, guys like Mark and the, the folk he, um, that he's mentioned. Um, it's, it's been fun playing with. Uh, yeah. You know, no, my favorite thing about Farhad is he was he was last to get there and first to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He, he liked he liked batting second for her, didn't he? So he could get out and just pop off home. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you've been captain. You've been captain over the years. Is there any one person that you would uh, you need really needed a wicket? You're always throwing the ball to. It would depend um, on the circumstances. If I not not Mark. <laughs> if runs weren't an object, I would bowl myself. Yeah. 
and I would put a guy out at long one, a guy out at deep mid-wicket, and a guy halfway between them. <laughs> oh, straight. And if you're playing against Gray's guys, they will either miss it or they'll hit it to one of those guys. Yeah. Okay. Except Alan Forbes, who hit it over those guys every <laughs> time. <laughs> I tied that with him. Um, if a if probably the the, the, the go-to bowler I'd have had would have been Gavin Jemison. Um, yeah. He was one guy who could, I think, bowl something uh, that was that, that, that could get anybody out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember the other guy who could do that uh, was Abdullah. Abdullah Hedi. Yeah, A.B. Yeah. mentioned him, yeah. He was, uh, I think he was somebody who uh, would have been capable of getting almost anybody out. On Agreed. Yeah. The problem we'd have with him is he'd tell you all about it in the car on the way home. Yourself, Mark? Apart from yourself, obviously you, you would obviously throw the ball to me or you. but yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, no, there's been a lot of really good bowlers that I've, you know, played with and had the fortune to play with but I think you know taking people in in the past and now I, I would say John Grant would be you know at that level mm-hmm. you could be on the ball and he would put it lying in length and he would just bowl consistently for his 10 overs and um, you know the other thing as well is last year I think we had um, Ross and Jack mm-hmm. against Gordonians and it was fantastic gave but gave them the ball and said go on guys just Bowl as fast as you can for four or five overs, and that was you know brilliant. I think to give youngsters like that an opportunity would be is great as well. You know, so, so I think giving them an opportunity. Yeah, to go and absolutely. Play. And then last last question we'll do in the Q and A is uh, your favourite cup win or promotion that you've had over the years. Mark yourself, start there. Um, I think my favourite cup win. I'm just looking at my notes here, KP. I, I scribbled down some notes last night, so um, I think. It was a Reed Cup final um, against Huntley, and it was on a it was on a Sunday, and it was played at Sheriff Lake because Duffy Park wasn't available. I can't remember, I can't remember the exact date, but it was about two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. We, we turned up at Sheriff's Lake, and of course the change rooms you, you used to have to take your bags out to the pitch and put them on the side of the pitch. Usual Sheriff's Lake conditions, it would be boiling like day or freezing cold and that. And Huntley came down, and they've got the marquee. They, they pulled up on the main road, and they, they a marquee over the kind of fence at the side and they got the beer kegs and that all set up and they'd obviously with it being a Sunday they'd obviously brought down a few of their Strathmore players so I thought all they, they, they needed to do would be turn up and that would be them yeah know, win it. but we actually beat them um I can't remember the exact performances but we, we beat them um quite comfortably um which you know at that time it was a, it was a good result because I honestly just thought they were going to kind of turn up so that was probably from a grade point of view that was um, a really good one and I think the next one is Getting promoted from grade two to grade one with Stonywood, uh, mm-hmm. with as our leader, and I think that was a, a really just satisfaction that year because a lot of hard work with everybody paid off. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go on yourself. Hey, <coughs> I've got two two cup wins. Um, one, I think, one more than two cups, just about. Um, but the first, this well, the second year I played for Queen's Cross. Um, we beat Newton Hill at Donecht in the Duncan Cup final. Um, we 
started a magnificent start, I think we were about 16 for four after about five overs. We started off walking around the pitch and a few guys had to run back across the pitch to get padded up. <laughs> um, Neil Light and a guy called Hamish Forbes on 80 for the fifth wicket, which was going some out of a total of 105. <laughs> and uh, Neil then took, I think, 8 for 38 and caught one of our guys out. Um, and we got them all out for 92. And it, yeah. was a, it was a really good win. The one that probably wasn't the greatest game, but the one that gave an enormous amount of satisfaction was when we won a quad cup in 2009. Um, playing against second Colts, we got a hiding from them two years before in the final, and they turned up with pretty much the same team. Um, they bat first, we bowled them out for 44. The game's finished by half past two. Um, yeah. And like as far as promotion is concerned, getting the promotion from Stuart for forced to leave in 2017, I think it was. Um, was it enormously satisfying? We missed it a couple of times in previous years. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's just your thought. We just start with a quick Q and A to see, obviously, your answers over your cricket in years. So get on to talk about the grades. And so, Mark, when you started playing the grades, what, what was it like? And what was the standard like compared to now? And um, who did you play for? Um, I moved up to Aberdeen when I was sixteen um, from Sheffield. So. I played a lot of cricket down back home, well, down back in England, and it was like with school. My my PE teacher was a uh, used to play for Notts. Second, <laughs> so he, he was like educating us into like cricket. Uh, so I moved up here. One of the lads at school um, played for Ancorians, and he said, oh, "Come on to, for a practice." And I went along and um, started playing for them. I think at that time we were probably in grade three, and Robin will keep us right here. But I think there was five grades um, at that time. It was all a decent, you know, pretty good standard back then, and the, the wickets that you played on. Were, were pretty good. And mm -hmm. I played for Ancorians right through KP until 2011, I think, when Ancorians folded. So I've seen some good cricketers and played against some good teams during that time. Yeah, definitely. And how about yourself? Well, I'm, I'm similar to Mark. I've played, um, I've only played for two grades teams. Um, I played at home. I didn't actually play cricket. Um, apart from at school until I finished university. Um, but uh, I, I, I met Ian Jameson through work. Ian played for Queen's Cross, started playing for Ben in April 1988. Mm -hmm. um, we were grade three at the time um, and just played for them through till the last year was 2010 and then stopped with the mayor's to study the dice. And yeah. We, that that was that was that as Mark said, I think at the time there were there were five grades. Um, I think Queen's Cross had a second team for fifteen, sixteen years of that time. Yeah. Well that's the main thing, isn't it? I mean I suppose there was heaps of teams, there's probably thirty odd teams and then a few of them had second and third teams. So why do you guys think that it's just been a downward spiral? And do you think there's any way it can be Saved in a way because it's just getting lower and lower each year, isn't it? I don't know. Um, I think there are there are lots of other things to do. Mm. I think one 
major factor is the is the weather. Um, mm. You can practice four days, five days, six days a week. Um, your games on Saturday, you have an hour of game on Saturday morning, or the wrong time on Saturday, mm-hmm. and you're knackered. Um, you then go away and you think, okay, if you're, I'll get a game next week. The same thing happens the following week. And you just think, well, I'd, I'd rather do something else. In the What's the point, yeah. With, 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 um, of, of commitment to it. Um, maybe there's there's, maybe, there's probably less cricket in schools and stuff now. Less people yeah. brought up with it. Um, I think ultimately it's just there's, there's, there's lots of other things that people can do on, on yeah. Saturday. Um, yeah. Mark, any No, I think Robin's touched on most of the stuff, Keeper. I think that, you know, I think it's quite a transient population we've got in Aberdeen. And, you know, in days gone by when the oil was at its peak, we were getting lots of people coming in, lots of people from down south, from other countries who, who, who played cricket and used to come and, you know, used to maintain the standards in the grades really high. And as kind of people have moved away from the area, um, you know, the, the numbers have, have dwindled. And as Robin says, you know, there's no cricket done in, in any of the schools. And, you know, it's a long time to spend away from family on a, on a Saturday or on a Sunday at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're, we're moving in the right direction in relation to, you know, the, the set of cricket Scotland they've got now and getting in about the All-Stars, the Dynamos, that kind of stuff, trying to get people's and the youngsters interested at an early age. But it'll probably take a few years yeah. for that to fall different. Yeah, absolutely. Touching on what Mark has said, um, there's a good youth set up at Stonywood. Um, there's probably good setups at one or two other clubs, maybe Aberdeenshire, maybe Gabonians. A lot of the clubs, particularly in the grades, aren't probably that interested in development. Yeah. Um, which makes things, can make things difficult. Yeah, I, know, I mean, when I was a junior under 13s, I used to play games against Fraser Bratt, Inverurie, Stonehaven, Gordonian, Bankry. These teams don't have a senior side now. So, yeah, it's a Some of the out of Aberdeen places tend to be good. I know Fraserburgh's got a good setup. I know there's a couple of guys at Elm and Bankery um, are good. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Inverurie is a place that I thought might have pushed more youngsters, particularly given the success of the Inverurie team. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, 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 it's a shame, but hopefully it can, can survive for a bit longer. Because as you say, it's a, it used to be a really good standard in five grades, and now it's barely got, barely got two and three. So anyway, we'll get on to some of your memories of grades over the years. So Mark, start with yourself. I know there's been, been probably quite a few big tons over the years, but have you got a favourite one? I think probably my favourite one was going back to 2006, and it would have been against the neck on Duffy Park 1. That's when Duffy Park won. It was an absolute road. It's probably the best wicket in Aberdeen. My dad used to say Duffy Park was a road, and I was like, behave yourself, Stuart. Oh, behave. honestly, <laughs> it was probably but, one of the best wickets in Aberdeen, DP1. And I just remember that, that Louise came down and watched us that day, and I, and I, um, I think I got 160, 161. Um, and it was just everything he connected with came off the bat, and it was into the trees, and I just an absolute fantastic day. Lovely weather, lots of people watching, just a, a great day. Is that, what, is that what made her mind up, was it? 
coming to Dothay Park and watching you bat. <laughs> I, know, I know how to treat the ladies, kid, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Yourself, maybe not too many with a bat in hand, but there's certainly been a few with a ball. I can remember the one time I passed 50. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, there was a game against game against Banker. He finished the game with a six. Wow, yeah. He take me to fifty-four, which is uh, my high, remains my highest ever score anywhere other than the Black Garden. Well, um, yeah, I was always I was always probably more a bowler than a than a, a batsman. I, I think it was just. Um, Probably just on tap talent in the back. I mean, I've opened several times, and uh, usually guys run me out just to avoid being embarrassed by me. Runs on them, but no, the, from the Dawes, a more successful bowler yeah. uh, than a batsman. I think I played a few, uh, yeah, a few good. Uh, halls. Uh, one, I think, probably the best. The one I, well, the one I think was the best, um, was against Borna Corps in 2005. Played a bit of links mm-hmm. and we took five for, I think, five for 16, 12 overs, um, and got their good guys out. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, it wasn't. It was. It was. You know, guys caught slipping stuff. Not guys caught a wee out there. Um, but uh, yeah. and we had them 25 over, 24 overs, 45 for five. We got 172 because they batted all the way down to the number 10 and mm-hmm. they, they still won by 100 runs. So, Lovely. Must be hard to pick from all your five, six, and seven for I'm sure. Sorry? Must have been hard to pick a uh, bowling performance from all your, all your holes. Um, well, that's a. That, that's the one that that's the one I remember because it was against um, Bonacord, yeah. The, well, you're gonna hear my best grades team later, and they uh, mm. certainly three or four of the guys I think in that team. Were. Yeah, and uh, Mark, remember any memorable games or your favourite games that you've played in the grades over the years? Um, so I'll look at my my notes here. I probably think winning winning promotion with Stonywood was the best one, and I think getting the the hundred and sixty was the a memorable occasion. Yeah, but there's so many. I mean, that's been probably thirty five years in the grades. Keep you know, every every game kind of every every time you can go out and play is is enjoyable. Um, you know. Yeah. So you, no, you can't pick up one particular one. So we'll go on to the Stonywood day stuff, but not from the Encodian days or. Any, any, I know the grades is known for a bit of um, feisty, feisty behaviour. Oh, we had a, just the usual kind of Sheddicksley ones where you're up at Sheddicksley and then, um, you know, you, you're fighting the, the motorbikes flying across the pitch and the stolen cars flying across the pitch. I once saw Alan Forbes at a six off the top deck on Sheddicksley that went over the fence at the bottom and smashed the sunroof in a car parked at the, the bottom car park. <laughs> and, like, the other thing that kind of springs my mind was, um, um, Robin, I remember John Reaper, um, that used to open bowling for and John used to bowl. I could bowl, but he couldn't throw, and he didn't have an arm. And uh, every every time he fielded, fielded, he used to pick up the ball 
and threw it underarm into the keeper. And this time there's a run chase going on. And I remember John being out on the boundary. I don't know why he was out on the boundary because he was normally your fine leg specialist. Yeah, but he was out on the boundary. The ball went to him. He bent down to pick it up. And he went to throw it underarm. And instead of throwing it towards the thing, he threw it straight back over his head, four runs. <laughs> it's just like one of those videos you see in the grades, you know. But, uh, in I, village cricket. Love I just, it. I, I, all the rest of the team just kind of couldn't do anything for laughing. Just <laughs> Rowan, yourself, any memorable games or any handbags? Or... Right. Well, <coughs> How long do we have? <laughs> well, like, again, I think like, now you're, you're talking about a, a lot of, you're talking about 30, well, in my case, 30 odd years of, just over 30 years of grades games. My most, I'll, I'll tell you, first of all, my most successful game was against Gordonians. I wasn't, I, wasn't, no, see, I wasn't captain this day. <laughs> opened the batting and thrashed my way to 25 of 31 overs. <laughs> and then um, took 8 for, eight for 55. Yeah. And a half of 20 overs and 5 balls. It's not, not, not a bad afternoon's work. We only had 10 guys. So. Take that. As far as funny stuff is concerned, um, again, lots of things. Probably the funniest thing I would have seen if it hadn't happened to me <laughs> would have been the first game I played for Stonywood at Beaton's Park. Um, I think it was a cup game. We played. It was a Sunday game. We played there on the, on the, on, on the Sunday, I think it was against the Academy. Um, we were 180 or something, and they were 52 for eight or something. And um, Rory and me invited wickets. Um, <coughs> I used to have an old pair of cricket boots, and I thought I'll put on because we're going to I'll get a new set of studs. Put my new studs on. Um, comes in the bowl, tears in off my long run up. So I just steps that day. Um, as my arm is here, my back foot, the, the, yeah, my back foot gets caught. The studs get caught. I go down like one of these chimneys that you see. You know, see you film the chimneys blowing up and collapsing. Yeah. <laughs> in the face, I, mean, I think Ben Henderson um, was the overseas amateur. Was it ben Henderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I could. Didn't hear him, but you could see his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, yeah, okay, things can only get better from here. Um, another one thing, it wasn't actually happen on the pitch, but I, I thought it was quite funny. Um, was a guy who was up again at Chelixley one, um, a guy who had his remote bed or motorbike and was zipping about the top bit. Um, passing his usual comments about cricketers being all, all the all the niceties. Uh, I know all the niceties. Um, so he gets the one and he up, and his bike runs at a petrol. So he then walks back, pushing this pushing this thing past all of us who's been given stick to, and maybe there were one or two weak comments addressed to him in the way back. Only nice things I can imagine. Only nice things. Have you heard <laughs> some of the stumps or bats or stuff that they remember that, that gave a degree of satisfaction, I have to say. 
Yeah. Um, finished nice and quick before him and his brothers and pals all came down with their axes and stuff after. <laughs> Anyway, that's okay. That last kind of some story with stuff. So, um, you guys have been prominent in the team for for the last ten years. So, Mark, how did how Stony would dice come about? Obviously, you said Anconian's folded in twenty eleven, and you're playing for Stonywood fairly soon after. Yeah, two thousand eleven, and I, and I thought um, that was going to be the end of my cricketing kind of days. I went and played for Colts for a couple of games just to ask to go along, <laughs> along there. Wrong, and, wrong. Uh, and it was the end of your cricketing days. <laughs> So, no, just I think just with the youngsters set up at at, um, at Dice, Jack was I obviously my my son he was <coughs> getting into cricket, so he'd um, I'd heard about Stonywood and the, kind of the, the good junior set up there. So I, I took Jack along to one of the training sessions, and whilst I was up there, I bumped into Robin, and Robin kind of encouraged us to come along to a couple of um, practice sessions and training sessions, and that's it. The rest is history. Yeah, I, I think I remember your first game where you had like a 15, you just kept complaining that you couldn't see and that you were in a tight and all that. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're better than all of us here. Yeah, Rob, who's going to be this? I spoke about it a bit last week with Alan Baden, but it was a, obviously a Queen's yeah. Cross merge. Uh, Queen's, Queen's Cross had a fantastic 2009 season, got promoted to grade one, um, and then the don't know what it was, the wheels just came off. Um, we ended up losing, I think, every game bar one in 2010, um, including some really not good results. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, ended up with, you know, guys just, guys just stopped playing. And we got to the stage that uh, we got to the end of the year. And I think at that time, Grant Jemison was already playing up at Stonywood. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of guys that club had a chat and thought, you know, that I wonder if at that time Stoney we did a National League side, a Strathmore Union side, and their team that year was playing in Grade Four, and the Grade Four team had come to Grade Three. <coughs> but I thought, well, we've we've got a, a few guys here who are some of whom are probably capable of playing at a higher level. And um, you know guys like Grant and Gavin and Kieran Finlay, who's a great player. Even the, well, Neil Wright and my brother, I think, would have been guys who could have played Strathmore Union cricket quite easily. Um, and uh, we spoke to Alan and talked about getting a sort of there's any prospect of joining up, um, so that there would be a almost like a ladder, mm. you know, grade four, grade two. Strathmore National League with a chance for guys to move up and down depending on the abilities or otherwise and a chance for you know guys like me to uh, settle into the lower end of thing. I no, no pretensions of playing higher level cricket, but I was able to I was able to organise a team and I was able to a uh, Will be there and be supportive to yeah. the guys, and uh, you know it, it, it worked out. It worked out really well, I think. Mm-hmm. No, it's been a good I mean, Mark you spoke about the junior being brought through. It's been really good for that, hasn't it? It's um, every week we have a lot of juniors playing, and it's, it's brought everyone through, especially people like Jack and Ross and George in recent history. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's kind of when I when I started at, at um, Stonywood. 
because of Jack playing, I, I kind of got involved in the in the junior setup, and you know the the, the kind of coaching that they got, and you know, and the, the people, the youngsters there, the McLeans, the Ross, George, um, Ed Freeman, Jack, um, you know, a lot of Palmer Samuel, a lot of good guys who you know were very very young. Even yourself, KP, you I remember you were a, nipper, a young nipper, and um, you know going back to Corrins days, David Kidd, David Kidd used to play Frank Corrins with his dad Mike. Um, David was six or seven years old when he first played cricket, and I remember him buying at Duffy Park with his Harry Potter glasses on and standing trembling at one end of the wicket and getting hit with a ball and crying, and his dad having to run on and rub his leg and that, and you know, absolutely brilliant. And then you see him now at Stonywood and how he's come on with the coaching and development, and you know, it's great to see now that you know the youngsters, all that group of youngsters now who have now come through the club and you know they've listened to the advice from from the older players that they've had brilliant, you know, good tips from Jan about, you know, what to do. And, you know, the, the, actual, the setup they've got now is really, really good. And it's, you know, it's now been rolled out to like the, the juniors, the all-stars and the, the other stuff. So it, it, it's, it's now at a point where, you know, maybe 50, 60 kids on a Friday night pre-COVID, but hopefully we can get back up there and get the, the youngsters coming through. As oh, Story would have always had a bit of a reputation for bringing youngsters from, you know, early on and developing through, and often going on to play international level. Yeah, like like Mark said, um, the when I joined the first year at Stonywood Dice was two thousand eleven, and um, having had a not a great cricketing experience the year before, um, and you know, wasn't really sure how things were going to go, and it, it was a real breath of fresh air. Yeah, they come, you play with. Okay, there's there's some older guys there, but you know there was like yourself, um, David. Well, David was probably a wee bit older than you, and yeah. he played in the grades team for starters. There was Adam Shaw, who's a fantastic batsman, um, but wasn't quite strong enough to score runs at par low, where the grass was usually quite warm. He never looked like getting out, but he'd get 20 and 20 overs because teams would just set their field back. Yeah. Um, I remember one game he played up at Fraserburgh where the boundaries were shorter, the grass was shorter, um, and he just he hit the ball into gaps and scored with fours instead of ones. Yeah. It was fantastic to see. Um, the Almonds, Sabbath and uh, Adib um, were both, you know, they were they were great. Um, really enjoyed uh, Adib wicketkeeping. Um, wasn't as good as wasn't as much fun as watching him bowling. Though I remember him and making him and Sabbath open the bowling one day in a cup game, I think it was. And uh, they were both trying to bowl faster than the other one, and they actually did pretty well. And the the, the one probably who to, to does um, really got things going again, as far as I was concerned, was Abdullah, um, yeah. because he had such, he was such a, he was a good player, a really good player, and he had such an enthusiasm, um, and uh, I ended up, I used to take him coming from, well, I used to take him back from practice, he used to stay out at West Hill, and I had to listen to him in the car on the way home, 
And I think the first time we took the rest till took about 15 or 16 minutes of dice. By the time the end of the season was coming, I'd managed to take it down to about seven or eight. <laughs> <laughs> It was such you, you get such a sense of enjoyment from them, yeah. from you guys as well, just playing with them, and it, you know it, it made it all made it all worthwhile. I mean, I, the level of, I'm never going to be a good player. I play to enjoy it, and if you know if if, if me playing means that guys like you can. It's happened all through the years, as you said, Mark, and it's going to continue to happen as so hopefully all these all-star kids start playing and on and on. So anyway, there's a few periods I want to speak about. I mean, probably, I think, I think you were definitely, I'm not sure, Mark, if you played in 2014 and 2015. I think you were. Uh, we had two pretty big relegation battles. One of my favourite ever things is that we, we stayed up in the league without winning a game in 2014 because of the, yeah. the classic grade to draw rule. Um, these are much members of that. Yeah. Like, we, we got hammered pretty much every week and somehow managed to stay in the division, which was just well, amazing. Well, well, and we look at that, and yes, we won. Um, there were nine teams in grade two that year, mm. one team dropped out. Yeah. So there were eight teams, so effectively two teams going down. Um, the only, we drew three games and lost six, um, but we beat the, the, the two. The team below us was Colts, I think, Colts Artisans. Yeah. And we played them twice. And the first time we played them, Mark scored 110, 111, I think it was. Um, <clears throat> we declared 100. 90 for two, I think it was after 42 over, yeah. and couldn't get them out. Um, yeah. The better half of the draw in that game. The second game that year, I think it was that year, um, Tariq and Jamie Stewart opened the bat and, and put on about 200. Uh, you know, Colts, yeah, yeah. Tariq at 104. Um, we were about 250. It then started raining. I think I declared after 38 overs just to try and get them out because I thought well, I don't want to go back and have to bat again and then have to come off with tea and stuff. And I think you you scored a few runs out of you hit one over the fence at the river. Yeah, they um, remember that. Yeah, and the small boundary. I think we ended up that we game that rained off. Yeah, um, we were. We were we weren't the worst team. Um, <coughs> I think there were a few years we did. Yeah, so in twenty fifteen we um probably made two favourite games back to back where we, we we were down and out really, we were up against and then we, we beat Stonehaven and then the week after it was my favourite game. I think we were both we beat Night Riders, remember Night Riders? So we got bowled out for eighty and then um, took about 20 wickets with all the LBW decisions that I've given to bowl them out for 70. Um, so have you got any memories of that one? Have you? Well, I remember that year we beat we placed in Haven twice and beat in Haven twice and they mm -hmm. were ninth. Um, the game we beat Night Riders was the first time I think that I'd ever played a game against Night Riders and I'd beaten them. As you said, we got them all out for and we, were, we were all out for 80. Mm -hmm. um, 
and uh, they're over the blank, it was really open to bowling. Yeah. And the first ball went for a four, um, and the fifth ball, the guy walked you who caught it at point. Um, and that was one down. And then I think the next over, I bowled the next over, and they, the guy did the same thing. Um, so a couple down, and all of a sudden they're thinking, hang on a minute, this maybe isn't. This maybe isn't a walk over. We, we kept at it. Yeah. I think Jamie, the Jamie Roger, I think it was, took a yeah. catch to win the game. We took the catch to win the game. And then the guy, the square leg umpire, went and ran over to make sure his feet were in bounds. But as I say, we took about 20 wickets that day with the Miami WS4 and That's classic. <laughs> but that, that was a game that really stuck with me. Yeah. Rory almost used to comment against some teams, uh, they'd say, oh, it was missing leg, it was missing leg, but it's missing leg and the off-sided leg. <laughs> yeah. So, that table, that's it. Um, so then also, I mean, moving on, Mark, something that you were very prominent in as well as Robin, um, the promotion in 2017, have you got any memorable games or memories from that? 2017 promotion year? Um, yeah. I remember I started off with Mark getting 100, I think against Grampian, having been dropped in one, I think it was, or maybe, was maybe, maybe before one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember that same first game. Um, I think first came coming up the ball. I think second ball, their opening batsman, who's a decent batsman, hit one to Eddie Steinson in the covers, and it was a kind of catch we do for you know for the, the kiddies at the junior thing. Here you go, catch it, and Eddie was drops of things on. But we ended up, we won that game. We did we some really good performances that year um, and got ourselves into a position with, I think, three games to go <coughs> where we just needed to, um, you know, any winning any three games. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and we went out to Bankery and became the only team at Bankery beat the whole year. I think one of the other guys just had a one of these days where everything you hit came off. Um, and then we played Sayapa the week after that in a um, yeah yeah an interesting game and they uh, didn't didn't quite manage to get over the line with that. Then I think the last game was against Fraserburgh and it was it ended up being rained off. Um, I think we did about four short days of keeping going. And yeah. they, they, they were actually really good with that because that that game not being completed meant that they finished ninth rather or finished relegated, yeah. And so it meant that because that game didn't get finished, they went or they, they would have been in the relegation slot. As it turned out, um, they didn't get relegated because of other great stuff. But um, it was nice to, um, I think at the start of the season, we'd gone out with the intention of getting promoted. Yeah. And it was nice to be able to get or to achieve that goal and to be able to contribute to that goal. And I think what was what, what was best about it was it wasn't the back of one guy getting 100 every week and 
five wickets every week. Shane Guy getting that. Everyone contributed throughout the weeks. If Tariq would get runs or Mark would get runs. Um, <clears throat> you know, at that stage, I think there were a lot of younger lads coming through, and Jack and Fraser and Edward was maybe not playing quite so much by then. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember Thomas Samuel, I think, getting three or four wickets in a game against Kathy. Yeah. Everyone kept in and made a difference and put this up to grade one. And it was, um, yeah. Mark, any, any thoughts on the 2017 promotion? Any no, medical games for yourself? Yeah, I mean, Robin's, I, I, I had a few decent knocks that, that season, but as Robin said, it, it was the whole team, it, it was a team performance. It wasn't just any individuals. As a team, we performed really, really well. And it was almost like, you know, we, we got a winning mentality. You know, you went into games and we had confidence in everybody's ability. And you, you were almost expecting to to win games um, and I think that, that made a big big difference but yeah and, and everybody played when we played every, everybody played and enjoyed the cricket and mm-hmm. winning obviously helps that but it was just a, a really good a, just a feel good season I think really really yeah. good um, have you got a favourite performance in a story with Dave Mark? Um, I think anytime you score runs um, especially opening the batting anytime you can kind of go and score runs so anytime you kind of get a 50 get a 100 is is always a kind of a memorable occasion um, for you. And I think you just have to accept that um, in cricket that you're going to get more. And I remember Sean Coates was saying to us, um, not Sean Stewart, he says, you know, you have to accept that in cricket, you're going to get more failures than you are successes. And yeah. when, you have the, when you have the successes, you make sure you enjoy them. And, you know, that's what I do, you know, still, still be able to play at my age now and, um, score runs. It's just I, any, anything's good. Any, anything's good. In <laughs> getting runs and yeah, runs. just need just need to be handed the ball a bit more. Well, you know, I, I think I've maybe I'm past my prime for that, but uh, I think <laughs> Taylor's got a few. Um, <laughs> have, you got a fa- have you got a favourite performance from the last one ever? Um, I think any any time that we win a game that I don't have to bat in is a good performance. A good team performance. Um, I don't mind batting, but given I usually bat number 11, it's a, it always helps if we can get things done before I need to put my pads on. Um, I, I can't, I don't have any, I can't think of any one particular performance that stands out from a personal point of view because I don't think there will be any particularly good ones. One, one I do remember, um, and this is again perhaps a team performance as much as anything else, is mm-hmm. when it was two, later 2014 or 2015 and um, we went up to Crathy on the last day of the season um, and we needed I think five points to stay up yeah. and lost, well, I lost the toss and going to bat and thought Marvis, we're going to get rolled over for 62 and they are going to score the runs with two wickets down and we're going to get animated. Uh, and Mark and Rob Swergen um, yeah. put on 100 for the first wicket. And that was a safe, yeah. Which uh, gave us our five points and put us safe. Um, I hit the second ball last number for four to take us up to 176 declared and then got I think three or 
three wickets. The, the, the last wicket, um, the guy hit the ball back at me, tried to catch it like that, didn't manage. Um, but David Kidd ran in, picked the ball up and ran the guy out. And I remember thinking, if I'd caught that, I would have retired then, because I then had four off the last ball and taken a wicket and a catch off the last ball, and I wouldn't have talked that. Um, but uh, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that I didn't. <laughs> I'm glad that oh, I didn't. Do you have a favourite game for Stony Wood Dice over the years in, in any competition? I think I've got a, a couple, KP. I think there was once, one when I had been promoted up to the ones and I'd I've been given instructions from Jan to bat at number seven, which was, I was getting a nosebleed at there. And I think it was Watsonians were playing, and me and Fahad were in, and I, we'd, we'd lost a few wickets, and we just needed to dig deep. Um, and I think I ended up getting 27 not out and hit the, hit the winning runs with a, a four pull to the boundary. And it, it was just a great feeling because I think at that point we, we needed a win. And, you know, just walking off the pitch and everybody clapping and applauding, just, I just... Playing at that level, being able to score runs was just um, phenomenal, and yeah. that, that was just a special occasion. The, the other one was, I think, last year um, was when we played Crescent at Dudley Park. No, sorry, at, at Stonywood People's Park, and we batted first. We scored two hundred and forty um, off our forty-five overs. Um, George Robertson got eighty-eight not out, and him and Jack put on a hundred um, batting and did really, really well. I think did we bat, I think they batted first. Yeah, we, we batted second. We were chasing like two hundred. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, they they scored two hundred and forty-one or something, and we batted second. And I think we, we came one run short in in you know ninety overs of cricket, two you know four hundred eighty runs on the board, and to lose by one run, absolutely devastating. But what a game of cricket, and it was yeah. played in good spirit. It was just a really really good. Yeah, no, that was a game. I watching that. That was a, that was a proper nail biter. George Robertson needed. Three off the last ball, and you just called. He's bad so well. He was on eighty, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a cracker. Cracker, yeah. Robin, yourself. Uh, I think the the games I remember, the, the games I enjoyed. There, there were there was a season, a couple of seasons. Um, <coughs> it was 2015-16 where we we fiddled about with the teams a bit. Yeah. And I, Playing Strathmore Union cricket, which was something I never thought I'd be doing, um, and I think we 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 were second in most of the games. But I remember winning a game at Rossy Priory, mm-hmm. um, a lovely place to play. It was probably second in my favourite places to play at the Highland and Carthy. Um, and it, yeah, I remember thinking this, but I remember, well, I thought, I thought thinking back um, that it was the first win at the highest level of competitive cricket that I've, I've actually played at. Um, so, from, again, from a personal point of view, it was nice, always nice to win games. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it was. Yeah. That's no, good. So, have you guys got anything else you want to mention, anything else you've written down that you want to say? Mark or anyone? No, I just think you know, the time with Stonywood has been great. I think the grades need to be it needs to be de- developed. They need to look at keeping it the numbers there because it's it's a natural feeder. You know, mm-hmm. it gets people involved in cricket, and then from there, certainly for, for the likes of Stonywood ourselves, you know, you, you get them in the grades and they can get them, then go up to Strathmore, 
and then a natural step into the Mm-hmm. The, the first team it's you know it's yeah. such a big step if we don't have that natural progression it's such a big yeah. step to go you know grades into national league or strathmore to national league so i think it's important that we have a strong foundation um locally mm-hmm. we're part of that as, as one of the well the main cricket club in aberdeen absolutely what, what's a positive um i know that this well, this year we were supposed to be playing grade two. Next year, you're saying we'll be playing grade two anyway. Um, but a lot of the teams I mentioned at the start as being decent teams to play against are playing in grade two next year. Mm-hmm. So it would be a good level for a more experienced people, shall <laughs> we say. Um, and you know, maybe some of the youngsters to play. It'd be a good level for people who are maybe coming back to the game. Yeah. I know that, I know from having been along to juniors on a Friday night, that there are a few dads who... Um, used to play. Um, whether they used to play, whether they want to play, the, 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 the grades games and any Sunday development games will be, will be a fantastic opportunity, I think, for them to play. If you know, if, if they've got older kids as well, mm-hmm. just with their with their children, yeah. Um, and they, you know, there'll then be the the competitive element of who's better, dad or son. Um, you know, we already had that in the, in the Lamley household. I think it's pretty much distinguished that they marked only the fourth best cricketer in that household. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's after Lucy. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, no, that's I think I think that's that's about it. Yeah, no, so we'll look at to picking your best, your best ever great teams that you either play with or against. It doesn't have to be somebody with the just just whoever you play with. I can say, as you both said, you had over 35, 40 years, so probably quite hard to pick a pick an eleven. But Mark, we'll start with yourself. Who, who who's opening the line? I, I've kind of gone, it, it, it's really hard because I've played with some cracking cricketers, you know, with and, and against KP. So I've kind of gone with the guys who I found it hard, you know, seeing them play, I thought they were really good. And guys that I've played against, certainly bowlers, that I found mm-hmm. really good. The, the so my openers would be um, Alex Keith, without a shadow of a doubt, Mr. Yeah. Consequency, and Faz from Bon Accord. Yeah, well, Keith, Keith played for um, Bodham, was it? Yeah. Was it bottom and then grammar? He's just a he's a great player and also Fazla one scores runs every week, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Robin, who are you open up? Am I allowed to pick the same guys? I was thinking this would be um, yeah, you're allowed to pick the same guys, it's just your both yeah. teams. So, um the the best batsman I think that I have seen in Grades cricket and somebody who I think could quite easily have played it. Certainly one level, probably two levels above it as far as well. Yeah. Um, the I, I was involved in the grade select, um, picking picking the grade select about two thousand four onwards, and every time we needed runners, he would come up with them. Um, mm-hmm. He scored, you know. He, You'd be playing against Strathmore Union guys on a 
than 20 overs on a Tuesday night or whatever, I need to score 120. Um, and I think he did when he was younger, and I think it was a traveling that got I think he had a couple of recent scores. Um, whether I, I mean, he enjoyed playing. He enjoyed playing at Monaco. I think there's a an issue with a family connection here with Norway. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. he enjoyed playing um, at Monaco. Part of a you know, part of a successful team, and yeah. they, I think that you know it, it was good. Like Mark said, Alec Keith is um, a, a a great kicker. Somebody who I can't say ever particularly enjoyed bowling against, <laughs> um, because it would usually disappear fairly violently and fairly quickly. Um, but. He's, you know, he's uh, again got to know him through playing for Great Select, and he's a, a really nice, really nice, genuine guy as well. Um, yeah. Comfortably, um, you know, if, if you'd, if those two opened the batting and came off, you could be 150 after 10 over. Yeah. And uh, Mark, there's three and four. Three and four. I've got a couple of Ancorians ex boys here. We've got Alan Forbes. And um, Chris Forbes, um, you know, Alan Forbes, batting bowling-wise. Chris, I think he's more known for his bowling in, in his last stage of his career, but in his day, he was an excellent bat as well, could hit, hit the ball, faster air shot. So that would be my three and four, Chris and Alan. Chris, Chris Forbes is a good, great bowler. He quit his ball in the grades for a while, probably. Yeah, and uh, you know something? He, he was a good batter he, in, in his day. His, his batting kind of, I think he, he concentrated more on his bowling um, as he kind of progressed through his career, but... You know, in his younger days, he was a, a really, really good batter as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I wrote down six guys for bat, for batsmen, um, and I reckon you could put them all anywhere. Well, um, the guys, the, well, the third and fourth, the, the third and fourth guys I wrote down were Brian Alexander and Colts. Um, he was. Um, you know, he he was a another fantastic batsman. Mm-hmm. Um, he scored thousands and thousands of runs for props, um, and uh, he always seemed to score. I don't remember getting him out, or ever getting him out for less than fifty against the games for Queens Cross. Um, I think I did get him out a couple of times, but usually by which time Colts had more than enough to beat us. Um, and the next guy was John Barrett. John played for Ellen. Yeah. Um, and he was another guy who was a very destructive batsman, probably more correct than um, well, a good, good technical batsman. Um, he probably wasn't a guy who would score 30 in an over. Um, mm-hmm. But he Probably scored 24 in the number of proper shots that you for four. Proper drives, that's the answer you're looking Well, yeah, proper, proper shots. And um, he was probably one of the best fielders. Um, mm-hmm. I think I remember having three or eight in a great select game or something. The guys kept hitting the ball. He, he was quite a, he, he had a, a physique similar to Marks, except slightly smaller. Uh, so, 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 taller, sorry. Um, and I think guys kept hitting the ball 
thinking it was going to be past him, and he'd really pick it up and bring it in, and guys would be able to cross. Um, yeah. Also, you know, if that if, if being able to bat and field wasn't enough, he also was a very good leg spin bowler. Yeah. Yeah. Good top six. I've got a wee Stonywood connection here. So number five would be Akalak Bashir. Um, obviously, he's he's shown he can do it at any level. Um, when he went down to the grades, he's obviously put on a few pounds um, just with commitments as various things. But he's, he's still on his day. Is a quality bowler and a quality batsman. Um, number six, I remember playing against this guy first at Huntley, and we, we went up with the Stonywood team. There was myself, um, there was Jack, there was Alan, um, Alan McLean and his two kids, um, and Rufus was the captain of Huntley, and we went out and we batted first, and, and I, I opened the batting, and they had a wicketkeeper, and he stood behind the stumps, and he never stopped talking from the time you went to the crease until the 45 overs had got it, it was absolute poor banter, non-stop. And came off and then he went out and opened the bat for them and scored a hundred. And luckily enough he came to Stonywood, so that would be Jordan Square. Yeah. Good player. Very good player. Shame he doesn't play try and play high level because he's, yeah. he's a good player, right? And a good spinner as we saw last year. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Mark the things are only around the hunt that game Huntley won the top. Huntley batted first and scored a hundred. Jordan scored a hundred. Um, because we had I think the two McLeans and Jack and another youngster up there that day. Um, the old guys were you, me, Bruce played, Rory played, yeah. Alan played his first game for probably since his coffin cricket bag was made. <laughs> Al Martin, who had never played cricket before, came up and played. Yeah. Um, so ten, well, they were ten, and lost. They they batted first, and a lad called Robin had opened the batting for them, and he was a he was a really good player in his day. He got on a bit, but then Rory opened the ball, and the first over went for ten, the second over went for ten, and I managed to bowl the other guy who didn't score runs at that point, and. The sense of relief that I got when my first ball at Robin Hood disappeared under his back, hit stumps. I thought, oh, thank God for that. This was an awful, awful, awful long day. Um, Jordan scored 100, batted very well, um, but I think if Robin Hood would never have been chasing 500 that day. You're five and six, Robin. Sorry. <laughs> my, my five and six, um, again, are guys who could have quite easily fitted in further up the order. Um, Nawaz Mirza, who played for Bonner Court, um, probably was one of the scary, was probably the scarier than Alan Keith to bat against. Um, when he hit the ball, it went. Mm -hmm. He hit, uh, I remember seeing him hit 34 off and over, playing a cup game against Queen's Cross, funnily enough, I wasn't the bowler. I wasn't the bowler. Um, yeah. Yeah, 34 off one over. We then changed the bowler. The first ball, the next over, went straight over his head for five wides. Hit the next one for six. That was it. 
So we lost 56 runs off 10 goals, um, which I think was more than we scored the whole game. Um, but he was a he was a scary guy to bowl to, um, and he was also a, a really really good bowler. Yeah. With a slower ball, that, you know, he, he was really quick, but in a slower ball that brought guys out because he finished hitting it. Well, he finished. Covering rather big <laughs> thing with all that. Um, <coughs> number six, well, no, number six on the list is Andy Wynn. Now, Andy played for one or as well. Um, but he, he kept wicket for them. But he was a New Zealander guy who, um, he was probably the best technical batsman of them all. Um, he is somebody who again who also could have played at I think at a much higher level. I think he did play he might have played New Zealand age group cricket with some good players. Yeah, yeah. He is a good player, I remember. He is one who I reckon um had he decided to come to say Stonewood, he'd have been sitting there having played a hundred games for a great for our National League side by now. Yeah. Um, still was, is still a very, very good player. Yeah. So, Slash, seven, eight. Yeah, seven, eight. Um, something that Robin's already mentioned just now. Um, bat, my last kind of batsman, Robin Howe. Um, probably one of the, uh, in his day, in days gone by, ex hockey player, but such an eye for the ball. So at Duffy Park a few times, absolutely dispatching bowlers into the trees or all sides of the ground. Um, so Robin would be my number seven. Then we're into the bowlers, and I've got John Grant, our very own John Grant, coming at number eight. Again, proves he can do it at, at any level, and certainly in the grades, he could just put a ball right on the spot and bowl you ten over, so very, very few runs and take wickets. Good swing in, yeah. Yeah. Put on a dive, good swing in, and yeah, great bowler. Yeah, Robin, seven, eight. Well, my 7-8, my perhaps you will know, I know about things, were marks 3 and 4. I picked um, Chris Forbes and Alan Forbes. <laughs> um, Alan was probably one of the best players in the grades when I started. Yeah. Um, he was a quick bowler. He was a very good, very destructive batsman. Um, and a... You know, I, he, I dare say he'd have been different playing um, with him as opposed to against him. He always seemed a bit reserved as an opponent. Um, but Mark, Mark says he's a nice guy. I come across him a couple of times after that and see you know, he, was a, he was a good guy. Um, mm-hmm. The number eight is his son, Chris. Um, who I reckon was certainly up there as one of the best bowlers in the grades. Um, and indeed as quick as anybody else. And like Mark said, he was a, 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 a very powerful batsman. Um, he'd, he'd hit the ball that would stay hit. He's a, a, probably a, I think he's a very good golfer. Um, and uh, that, some of the Golf ability was maybe showing some of his um but yeah, he's the kind of guy who would who'd always who'd step things up. 
Yeah, that's what happened. Played him a few years ago, and he was still pretty quick, like playing for Gordonius. Um, Slammers, your finish off your team. Nine, ten, eleven. Nine, ten, eleven. These these may be quite surprising. I don't know whether these are going back a bit. Uh, number nine, and this is a, a surprise choice, and I discussed this with with Jack as well. Um, Gary Coots from Inverurie. Um, yeah, yeah. He would bowl what could only be described as medium pace filth. <laughs> Um, if Gary, if Gary ever watches this, it's, there's, there's certainly uh, nothing meant by that. But he was similar to Robin, it would just be on the spot, on the spot, a little bit of a waist swing every single time. And as a batsman, there's nothing more frustrating. What, what, what? And you would end up losing the head, and you know, before you know it, you're having a big swing, and he's bowled you. Just that mm-hmm. constant back in line and length. Um, and Gary, you know, he's, he's done it in every every grade. He's, he's been in grade, you know, grade three, grade two, grade one. Twenty odd wickets last year as well. So. Um, you know, good on him. Um, number ten would be Frank Summers from Kinto. I don't know whether Robin would remember Frank. He was a, a, a quick bowler, and I just remember him as a young lad um, coming into the grades, um, playing out at Kinto, and him holding the ball. And, and at that point, I was probably batting, just, just started playing Frank Corrins. I was batting, probably batting four or five, and just thinking, which yeah, quick, bit quick. quick. Um, so that would be my number ten and number eleven. A guy that I think he's still playing now for Stonehaven would be Clive Hinchcliffe. Um, Clive, yeah. left left arm around the wicket. Um, going back a few years, had some real battles with him. He used to bowl it with a ball, kind of swinging into you and then nipping off the pitch. And again, another one, he, he would bang it in the spot, bang it in the spot, and he'd be that length, you think, all right, I'm going to have a go at this. And before you know it, you've missed it and your stumps are, are clacking. So, and I, you know, Clive's still playing now. He's not certainly not as quick um, as he used to be, but you know, in his day, Clive and Frank were very, very good bowlers and put it on the spot. So that's my 11. Yeah, that's pretty good 11. And players you played with and against. Uh, Robin, finish off your team, 9 10, 11. Right. Um, I'd, yeah, I, I struggled with um, picking the number 11, uh, 11th guy. There were a lot of guys that could What I'm going to do, I'm going to go with um, probably Jerry Moyer. Um, for grammar in the as number nine. Um, yep. And Julian, I, I very much caught the tail end of, of him. Again, he's somebody who I've got to know through playing through great select stuff. Yep. Um, but the first few years he came back, um, when he, played, he came back to play for grammar in the grades, he bore off half a dozen paces um, and bowl his 12 overs and get three for eight or something and the eight would be two edges through the slips um, and had that back I think was about as thick front to back as it was side to side and um, weighed about four stone or something and hit the ball at a dozen miles and um, he Eventually, managed to eventually persuade him to play grade select, and uh, he played in the fight. He played in the final and came off his long run in the final. You know, he bowled. I suppose what I would say properly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, and uh, it was it was really good to see. And he, again, he bowled four overs against a professional and an overseas amateur, um, and went for a bit. Ten runs and scored overs, and he got a couple of guys before that out. Um, yeah. He was, um, 
Number 10 is against a guy I play, only played against once. Um, but he's one of the two first-class cricketers that I ever played against. Um, and this is Dallas Moyer, he's getting his brother. Um, remember turning a game against Jarmer once at Harwell. And uh, you know, so Jerry sitting there and said hello and put no reaction. But okay, fair enough, that's strange. So doing that. Goes in, gets changed, comes back out, and there's Jerry sitting there with another Jerry sitting beside him. They were, they were twins, and um, they were both six foot eight. Um, Dallas played for Derbyshire, um, scored a first class 100. Um, this, I think he, must have, he was probably pretty close to being selected for England once, mm-hmm. once or twice. Um, <coughs> We play against them. He doesn't bowl. I think he apparently the last guy he who kept wicket to be bowled to was Bob Taylor, who's the England wicket keeper. Um, so he probably have been a bit of a handful of hard off. Um, <clears throat> and uh, after we scored 150 odd, we get a 15 for two, and Dallas comes in at number four <coughs> and pokes a bit for that. You think something be better than this? Yeah. He started. And uh, he ended up scoring 97, not out. Um, and I'm, I may be wrong, but I, I think, tell me my memory, is that he hit one from the far end at Harlow, the end furthest away from the pavilion, that hit the fence behind the pavilion. <laughs> Um, one of those ones where you're standing there on the boundary thinking, I'm glad I'm not bowling. I'm just glad I'm not bowling. Um, so that's nine and ten. <coughs> the eleventh one is the only Stonywood player um, that I've picked. Um, and it's you. No, it's not you. It's not you. you. <laughs> um, and Part of the reason for this is because I would have loved to have seen him standing in the team photo between the two six foot eight lawyers. Um, and this, this is a doer, a doer thing. Yeah. Uh, I think he is, if he hadn't gone away, he would have been probably, uh, assuming that he still kept his ability, of course, um, I think he would have. Um,